there, mamas. Welcome to 2021 and season two of The Lactinator. We have a new logo. We have a new theme song, which I'm totally stoked about because it's got an 80s theme. Girl doesn't want to have fun. But this season, we have so many fun topics and fun guests that are coming on. I cannot wait. So sit back. Grab something warm and yummy to snack on, and let's get started. Daniel Goss, she is the lactinator. She's got two mamas. Tune in, she'll educate the lactinator. So today, I wanted to come on and talk about real quickly, um, what I've been up to and the COVID vaccine as is it safe for breastfeeding because I get asked that all the time. So let's kind of unpack it a bit, shall we? Um, I took a little bit of a holiday hiatus because it was a doozy of a year. My uh, eldest daughter had her one-year shoe-aversary. That is uh, because Dr. Shu is the surgeon who saved her life. So um, we she made it. We're super stoked about that. Um, thank you all for your support through that. Um, I know a lot of you have been reaching out and asking me through um, DMs how my youngest is doing. And uh, I will keep you posted. She still does not have a diagnosis. It's uh, been a total... <laughs> it's a goss curse, I think, that we have now officially stumped the top doctors at CHLA and Cedars, but we will be going up to Stanford and have high hopes that she will get an answer up there, but she's a trooper and a fighter, and I am beyond just so proud of my kids, and uh, so far, 2021's had an okay start. I mean, we started out rough for our country. I feel it's necessary that I kind of come on here and really um, try to say my piece as far as uniting this this community. I do really hope that as we enter in this new season, this new chapter, um, all of us can hopefully put politics and just anger and opinions aside and come together to be unified and just love on each other. We've been through a lot, you guys, and I think it's time that we just try to focus on each other and loving on each other. I think that is incredibly important. Um, I'm super stoked for all of you mamas. The quarantine babies have arrived and I have been really excited to be able to take care of you guys. Um, so I, I'm i here as per usual to help you with anything um, that you may need. And certainly uh, the newest and most exciting thing I believe is the fact we have a vaccine and there's a lot of uncertainty wrapped around it. Uh, you know, media can be good and bad and there's been some myths put out there that just frankly are crap. And so I wanted to come on here and kind of explain it a little bit. Um, my little disclaimer here, um, we are still learning about this. There has been, of course, um, some immunologists that have kind of come and like helped us. I've asked a lot of questions, but I'm going to address it from a breastfeeding standpoint here. So let's break it down first and foremost, what's in the vaccine and is it safe for me to get while breastfeeding? Okay, so first and foremost, the biggest conspiracy or myth that's out there is that the vaccine 
has well a you've got the it's gonna inject a microchip or it's so new oh my stars what's it gonna do to us i mean i've I've been asked so many crazy questions since I got my first dose. Uh, my friends tease, are you, a, are you a zombie yet, Danielle? I get so many zombie emojis, it's crazy pants. Um, but one thing I want to clear up, A, there is no hidden agenda behind this except for getting us better uh, to get herd immunity on the road so we can get back to normality because, man, do we ever need that, especially for you moms and these kids and their social well-being. We just got to get back to normal. So the the whole agenda behind the vaccine, of course, is to help us get back there. And it's not as new as you would think. The basis of this vaccine, the technology behind it has been around for years, at least a decade or so, because it's the foundation of a lot of our vaccines. So kind of to explain what it is, A, there is absolutely no COVID virus within the vaccine. There's no live vaccine in there. There's no dead vaccine or sorry, uh, virus in the vaccine. There's, it's just, it's basically, it's a, it's a MRNA, uh, DNA type of, we're going to edit that out. (laughs) Okay. So basically let me kind of unravel it for you. Um, The best way that I can um, explain this, and I'll do my best to explain the science behind it, the vaccine is an mRNA, which is a strand of RNA that's designed to attack the spike protein. So what that means is the mRNA is a sequence of instructions that our body uses to make the viral spike protein. Once that protein is produced in our bodies, our immune system sees that it's not a normal protein and creates antibodies against it. So basically, all coronaviruses have these little spiky balls around it. So think of it like a koosh ball, if you guys can remember. If you're young enough or old enough to remember what a cooch ball is. But they're little spiky things. We've all seen pictures and diagrams of what it looks like. There are many different types of coronaviruses. COVID-19 just happens to be one that seems to be mutating quite quickly. And the good news is that the vaccine will work against any of the mutations because it's specifically designed to teach our bodies to fight against the spike protein. So the spike protein that is what surrounds the coronavirus. So the, like I said, the vaccine is teaching our antibodies. Um, it learns to basically attack it, encapsulate it, and destroy it. So this is why that no matter what strand, strand enters our body, the vaccine is going to work. This is also the reason why um, children are not at, that have been vaccinated with the MMR vaccine, the measles, mumps, rubella, are actually doing better than the other children who have not been vaccinated. And I'm not turning this into a vaccine anti-vaxxer thing at all. That is a personal decision. And I am not going to make that one for you. Although this one I am very much for. Um, So to kind of break down what that means as far as with with the measles. So it doesn't have antibodies to measles. Like the antibodies to measles has nothing to do with our antibody response to COVID proteins. Um, but the re- it is part of the reason why we were able to come up with the vaccine so quickly. The, the foundation of that vaccine, like I said, has been around for years. Um, so what this means, however, is that the, the technology that was built behind the measles 
is very similar to that of the COVID vaccine. So if your child has had the MMR vaccine, it's similar mRNA that is being allowed to uh, teach our bodies to fight it. So that's why kids are doing so much better. So since there's been a shortage of the vaccine or the fact that we're just not able to get a whole lot of it here in California, it's just crazy pants. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to get my first dose. Uh, I did have a weird reaction to it, but that's simply just because it's me. You know, there, it, my body's whack. We've covered that, but it was easy. I did not feel sick afterwards. Um, I felt great the next day. My muscle was a little sore where I got it in my arm for about a couple of days, but that's pretty standard with any vaccine. Um, but it just, it didn't, it didn't hurt at all. And I did not get sick. Um, now granted, I have lupus, so I feel body aches and headaches and fatigue every day of my life. So I really can't be honest if what I was feeling the next day was any different than what I normally feel, because that's just how I feel every day. So to me, I felt normal. Um, I will be getting my second dose on February 11th, and so I will keep you posted on that. Um, one one big perk to the fact is that because I am uh immune compromised. That is one reason it was important for me to get it, as well as the fact that I'm a healthcare provider. So I am obviously surrounded by people, even though I'm covered head to toe in PPE, I am, you know, when I'm helping with breastfeeding, I'm, I'm right up in there, you know? So um, for the sake of my family and for myself, I wanted to make sure that I was covered. Um, but to reiterate basically what this is, so it's the mRNA strand, which teaches our body how to fight against a spike protein. So that is the basis of it. And so the reason why we're able to put it out so quickly is simply because we've had that technology before. So it's not anything too risky. Um, the, a lot of people are saying they get reactions after the second dose where they get the body aches, the fever, the headache. I want to be clear about that. That is a healthy, normal immuno response. The body, when it's encountering or learning how to build antibodies against anything specific, and in this case, against spike proteins, which is great because it'll help all against all the different mutations, what that means is that your body's going to have an immune response, just like it is whenever we get sick. So it's not that you have COVID the minute you start feeling that way. Your body is doing its job. So if you feel after the second dose or even the first where you have flu-like symptoms, I'm totally making air quotes with my fingers, uh, that you are achy or that you have body aches or headaches or fever and you're just tired or down for the count for 24 hours, yay. I mean, not yay that you feel crappy, but yay because it's working. It's doing what it's supposed to do. That should be very encouraging to you if you feel like crap the next day because you know that your body is doing what it's designed to do to fight against this, this virus. So that being said, we kind of explained what it is. Um, they are actually, there is research that has come out after we found out the similarities between the MMR vaccine and the, the COVID vaccine, um, that it's not a terrible plan for um, the elderly or adults to get an MMR tighter which is just like a booster shot of it because it's not going to hurt you and it's only going to help you in regards to kind of buying you time until you are able to get the COVID vaccine if you are choosing to do so. Um, I will say since we've started with the vaccine, we are already seeing trends um, kind of come down 
the hospital that I worked at for 12 years, um, very dear to my heart, it was so heartbreaking to see the truck with the, the morgue in it. You know, they, it was the refrigerator truck because the morgue was so full that we had to, they had to pull in, you know, this huge refrigerator truck for the extra bodies. And it just broke my heart of, you know, those are people's loved ones that are having to be put in a refrigerator outside in a truck. And that's what makes me frustrated when people aren't taking this seriously and are making it about, you know, personal beliefs, like making it about their freedoms, etc. It It really is the humanity around it of just being there for the fellow man. I mean, speaking on behalf of healthcare, you know, IBCLCs are being asked to, to help out in COVID units. That's how short-staffed this is. That's how busy and crazy it is. We are exhausted, 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 exhausted. My colleagues, I mean, I am grateful that I don't work in a hospital anymore. Um, but I, my heart goes out to those that do. I am picking up the slack out here as far as um, helping more moms and babies because the IBCLCs within the hospital are being asked to go into the units in order to help and do things we are not trained to do. In the mean, I mean, we are doing some of the basics, but again, that is not within our scope of practice, but we are stepping up and we are helping because that is what our oath is, is to help protect, right? So regardless of any personal beliefs, we are willing to put our, you know, our immunity at risk. Um, I am more than, I would jump in in a heartbeat if I could. And, you know, certainly I'm going to volunteer at some of the clinics and help give injections. You know, those types of things are, I think are super important for us to do. Um, but as far as the, you know, the vaccine goes, I, I do feel like it's an important thing for us to consider. So. I went on a rabbit trail, uh, shocking. Um, and that's simply just because it's been really hard to watch my colleagues just be so tired. Um, California is just awful. The, the cases out here are awful. So um, I feel very fortunate to be able to get the vaccine, but I wanted to talk to you guys about you new mamas. Is it safe? So hopefully understanding the basis behind it with the mRNA um, and how that is teaching our bodies, it is absolutely 100% safe to give to your baby. I posted on my Instagram account. If you guys follow me, it's at Danielle Goss IBCLC. I also posted something um, on TikTok, <laughs> TikTok uh, which is at the lactinator. Ooh, there you have that. Uh, that has a picture of side-by-side -side pumped milk. One is just standard you know, in the, like a standard daily pump. And the other one is a picture of what the milk looked like in a COVID positive mom. And it was a completely different shade and consistency. It had a yellowish greenish tinge to it. And what that means is that those are all leukocytes in there or white blood cells that are protecting the baby and protecting the body. It just shows that mom's body's working overtime to produce antibodies to protect that infant from COVID-19. And as I've been saying all along, uh, that another study has come out that breast milk can help treat COVID. Uh, hello, I've been saying that forever. So 
I'm glad that I'm glad everyone else is starting to catch on on that. Ladies, like I said, we're going to make it rain. We're going to get it. We're going to make it happen. So that is very exciting news for you guys. So that being said, it is 100% safe for breastfeeding moms to get the vaccine. There uh, Now, we obviously, it's new. There hasn't been any long-term studies because it can't be. But based on my understanding of how the vaccine is designed, based on the understanding and the science behind how our body and our immune system works, based on what my, some of my discussions with immunologists and other um, doctors in this field and scientists and researchers, they all believe that it's perfectly safe. I have had several breastfeeding mamas get the vaccine and there's been absolutely no reaction um, on their part or on the baby's part. So it, only good things can happen. So if you happen to feel achy or what have you, that's okay. You're, you're only going to support it in your breast milk and that's going to pass to the baby. So that being said, I am all for it and so should you. Now, that that is a conversation, however, I would have uh, with your partner and I would absolutely, you know, trust your gut and your instincts and I would definitely talk to your pediatrician and your OBs, but again, we all are we're all new in this. We're all trying to figure this out together, but based on the science is perfectly safe. So let's talk about then if you do feel sick or if you do get the virus in your breastfeeding, what happens? You might experience a, a slight dip in your supply, and that is simply because of your body's going into fight for flight. So if you are struggling, you know, yourself, or you get dehydrated, which fevers will dehydrate you, then your supply can take a little bit of a hit. So basically, the basic rules of anytime you're sick, get rest, drink plenty of fluids, and make sure you're taking vitamin C, zinc, all of those things are really important for you in general and your immune system. But I would um, be careful of menthol and cough drops and, you know, those types of things if you're breastfeeding because it can lower your supply. However, if you are struggling to breathe, please take that first, you know, listen to your bodies first. But yes, to answer those questions I've been getting asked, menthol, peppermint, uh, eucalyptus, anything of that nature can absolutely lower your supply because it's a decongestant, just decongests your boobies like it decongests your nose and respiratory tract. So those are things to kind of be a little weary of, of course. So hopefully this quick little one of a podcast answers some of your questions in regards to what, um, the COVID vaccine is, is it how it's safe, how it works, you know, how it's going to protect. We don't know how long it will last in our system. We do know you can get COVID more than once because we have absolutely seen that. I've known people who've gotten it more than once. Uh, the second time obviously is a little bit easier because your body has a little bit of a roadmap, just like if we get colds, because colds are a type of coronavirus, eventually our bodies are going to get stronger against it. We don't know if the vaccine is a one and done or if it's something you have to get every year. It really, that part we need to learn. But I do want to take the fear away um, in knowing that although this vaccine came out extremely quick compared to other vaccines, the foundation of the vaccine has been around for years, like decades. So that part alone made me feel comfortable enough being immune compromised, you go ahead and get it. And I would encourage you all to get it as well so we can get our lives back to normal. So as always, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. 
Um, you can DM me directly. You can follow me on Instagram. You can message me through my website, through TikTok. Uh, certainly any way you want to get a hold of. There are some very exciting things coming your way, you guys. Uh, here's some of the topics that are coming up for us. I have uh, my very best friend in this entire world. She knows me probably better than any other human. Uh, Miss Jamie Jones Frazier will be coming on. She is going to talk about her journey as a single mom of four boys and two of her four boys are biracial. So talking about some of the struggles, some of her concerns and fears that she has, um, you know, raising these boys in the, in our environment today. So, and she's just freaking hilarious. And I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure it'll be just nonsense. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Goldilocks podcast. I did just do one on there talking about um, bridging the gap between postpartum IBCLCs and of course um, hospital-based IBCLCs. It was really cool. So go check that out. That's at Goldilocks and Chill. It is a podcast. They're super hilarious gals and um, I had a blast doing that one. So they are going to be coming on here as well. So we're going to be talking about induced lactation and just fun stuff. Um, Another episode will include my two partners in crime in this field, um, Taryn Fanthanisorn and uh, Shelly Jacobs. They both work with me at Just Breastfeeding in Irvine, and we're just going to talk about just the fun craziness of our career. A lot of uh, you guys have been asking, how can you become an IBCLC? What do you do? What's the journey like? So we're going to be real about it. Um, And of course, uh, many more subjects coming along the way. I also will be having Dana Basu. She is a, um, she has her PhD. She's a doctor in psychology and is a psychologist as well as a psychiatrist. And we're going to talk about postpartum depression. I know I've done a couple episodes like that, but we're going to really delve into it. And some of her tricks that she is passing on to new moms about how to, to just, you know, keep up the good fight. And lots more. There's lots of fun things coming. Some I will keep a secret because we do have a very exciting celebrity guest coming on. But that one is hush hush. So stay tuned. Um, That's really excited. I'm super stoked about it. So as always, you guys, Happy New Year. I hope your holidays were wonderful. Thanks for putting up with my holiday hiatus. It's been it's been an adventure per huge. Um, And if you have any questions or want to hear anything, please just follow me and we'll go from there. As always, you guys, this has been the Lactinator. Have a wonderful new year.